1: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
2: Look, half the people listening to me are like, thank God he's only got two more weeks left.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Sins.
2: Welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things CinemaSins, TV Sins, and Commercial Sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by CinemaSins uh, staff writer, Danae Hughes.
3: Hello. Uh, nice to see you, everyone. Well, I, I do declare, isn't isn't it great to, to be on the show and, and things? And well, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it
2: great? Boy, howdy. This is hilarious, too, because literally last week, you were telling me. That people thought Danae had a better British <laughs> accent than you. I know. I should have just stuck with my British accent.
3: <laughs> Imagine it was Danae doing an impression of me.
2: Oh, uh, that's amazing.
3: amazing. She's going to love that impression. She she really is.
2: Uh, so obviously Ian's joining uh, instead this week. Uh, just no. life happens. It's all good. Um, Ian was gracious enough to step in last minute. Um, just because just I think he really wanted to talk about Sausage Party. He, he it's worked out
3: really well. Because I get to say how much I love Generations. And how much you should not exist for liking Sausage Party.
2: We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> let's do it. I, we don't have a small talk section here because uh, we did that last week. We only so. need to
3: talk once a month. That's fine. No more small talk. That's, that's <laughs> your small talk quota has been exhausted for January.
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm good with that. Well, let's talk about the content of the week. We'll dive in with this inside scoop. What's he building
0: in there? <laughs>
2: kick things off with monday's video rick and morty uh the season six finale you guys have officially sinned every rick and morty episode so far how awesome is that
3: and it's really cool like maybe every episode for a while as well
2: this is also really funny too because as we were talking last week uh about all the things or maybe it was like as i was making notes for this it was making the notes for one of these things and it says uh like googling um justin roiland and dan Harmon. i was like oh you'll get a really different thing like if you google that like oh yeah, the just day that the video apart. released, yeah, uh-huh. totally different. This is one of those things where it's like a day later that's already kind of dated, you know?
3: <laughs> it's it's insane, isn't it? And it it always happens. I like, I I know a couple of cinema sins videos where somebody has passed away in between writing and it releasing, yep. and they have to pull the video. I mean, rightfully so, and just yeah. like delete a sin that is like besmirching somebody that like tragically passed away and. It's wild when it's more obscure actors as well. It's like, yeah, we may make that reference one in every 200 videos. And of course, it's the week they die that we right. make the reference. But yeah, I, I think everything still holds up and everything is still funny. It's We haven't like, and I don't think we would reference anything that uh, would be in poor taste. We try and keep it to, to the show. I think the only reference True. we make is hey guys, thanks for watching, as like a little nod to, we know you watch us, and we know you, we know, yeah. we know you watch us, we know you do. Well,
2: there's inevitably gonna be a sin whenever Rick and Morty Season 7 comes out, and you guys send in the first episode, it's gonna be like, oh, Morty sounds different, like, there's gonna be one, it's fine. I mean, that might be when we change the narrator
3: as well, just like, hey, two can play at that game, <laughs> and then suddenly the narrator sounds English.
2: <laughs> I like that idea. Oh, that's a fun idea. Um, I think yeah, if Aaron... just, for, just for that one sin, hey, You sounded. Yes. Oh my goodness, that would be
3: amazing. We just, for that one scene, just like changing the voices of your characters and expecting nobody will notice. (laughs) And it goes back to, I'm making a note of that. Cut that out of the show. Cut it out. I'm making a note that's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
2: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I just, I thought, what uh, interesting. So, you guys have done every episode of Rick and Morty. Um, Yeah. Let's see, how cha- How dare they change the format of their own show? And then that that sin being before the Cinema Sins bumper comes on. <laughs> I was so happy with that. It's those
3: hypocritical sins. And there was, it was really strange. In the comments, there were a couple of people that were like, well done. That was quite clever. I was like, thank you. Thank you very much. like really <laughs> reluctant praise for, I see what you did there. Well done. I like it. Yeah, that, that was fun it's it kind of puts you on edge a little bit because like we've changed the cinema since intros like a few times but it's always intro here's the video then go to start off with a sin um kind of puts you on the wrong foot which i love doing
2: uh-huh it's not kyber crystals the lightsaber's power source is clearly the incoherent ramblings of a man who 20 years after didn't realize he'd made the greatest movie ever and he decided he needed to keep tampering it with it like he was a little kid and make han fucking solo like not be the kind of guy that shoots first <laughs>
3: That was, a, that was a combine. That was me and Jonathan. So I did the first half and he did the second. Um, <laughs> it, it is my one biggest, single, hugest flaw with Star Wars. And it's the lack of consistent universe building. And that's going to sound, I'm going to have, people are already screaming at me because the books do an exceptional job of creating a universe. Cool. The books don't count. I know they do, but they don't. If you just stick to the nine movies that we have, they are horribly inconsistent. Yeah. And it is so, so clear that Lucas from day one had no idea that he was creating the map. And to be fair to him, how could he have done? How could he have known the mammoth that he was creating? But going up to the the prequels where um, Qui-Gon is Obi-Wan's master and the whole point was that Yoda was Obi-Wan's master and he was the apprentice. Like there was it's it's just so inconsistent all the way through and it just frustrates the watts off of me. So to have people argue about how lightsabers work, I'm like, you know, George Lucas invented the damn things and he doesn't know how they work. So it's amazing <laughs>
2: that we're arguing over it. True. Uh hey Google, is the government listening in on me? Google sings the I'm singing or, <laughs> or I'm, I'm
3: singing a song. La, yeah. la 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 <laughs> la.
2: I wanted to note, uh, it's actually, I wanted to ask about this. How did you guys do the Google Assistant voice? Was it something you could type in and it comes in? Or did you like have to do a voice modulator? Um,
3: It's really, really, really not exciting. I pulled it from YouTube. (laughs) So I just, I went to a list of the coolest Google commands that you can make. And one of them is just um, sing me a song. And that's what comes up. And then I just pulled up a YouTube clip of somebody doing that. And then pulled that audio into the sin. But yeah, the idea is that
2: Google's using it as a distraction technique. Just like, yeah, look over here. Don't worry that I'm listening to the government. Story time. I was watching these videos and I paused it and I wrote down this note. And I had a Google Home not far from me. And mm-hmm. so I said, hey, Google, is the government listening in on me? Just to see <laughs> if that was actually yeah. what it did. And I was ashamed to find out it was not. Because uh, I was like, wow. that'd be a really fun like Easter egg. It, oh like, man, That was have. actually Google's response No, it actually went to like According to subsection this of this law Under the Patriot Act or whatever It was, like, it was just like, oh, what, I'm not You're, <laughs> you're serious, I, I, I stop listening <laughs> Yeah Um.
3: No, if you ask it to sing, then It will absolutely do that to you
2: It will It will sing the song uh, Let's see, I'm pretty sure there's no god in the universe that would forgive me For removing a sin for Jerry, so I'm just gonna go ahead and play Those just in case there's an afterlife Odds <laughs>
3: that was, That's Jonathan, that made me laugh, I love
2: that <laughs> Uh I did also note, um, I said I was gonna count the times the narrator hates Jerry. I counted four. Oh, so it's video. a light episode. Yeah, a light episode. <laughs> uh some asshole just went to the first draft of to print uh without thinking, hmm, I wonder if we should beta test this first. As if they were working on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, <laughs> shove that topical joke up your will immediately date this video pipe <laughs> and smoke it.
3: It's it's one of those beautiful situations where they wouldn't let me have that sin. In because it's like why does why does the narrator care about Pokemon like why like and that's gonna age the video so much and I was like oh is it now sweet so I just <laughs> <add that laughs> to the end which is funnier than the joke itself and allows me to keep the joke
2: because As, uh... it's,
3: it's true that's only gonna make sense probably in in December of 2022 <laughs> it's dated today when the video comes <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Um, I do. What well, I wanted to pull out there were two things that I was really happy with. Uh, one of them was just a new saying for um, testicles, which is "taint adjacent intangibles." <laughs> and I'm just going to use that in everyday conversation, and I encourage you to as well. Oh, right in the taint adjacent intangibles.
2: <laughs> You're just coming up with all the fun words you know, between the wilhauk squawk and that.
3: Uh, I'm going to start my own dictionary, and it's going to be the, the Whittington Dictionary, and it's just going to be updated once. Uh, It's mainly going to be swear words Um, The the other one I liked And um, Aaron called me a troll for it Was um, half the internet would be great At Star Wars Sins But I'm not telling you which half (laughs) (laughs) You are such a troll We agree with you But you'll never find out who
2: (laughs) Let's move on to Tuesday's video Uh, Let's do
3: it, let's go Tell me why you love this movie
2: Look, I don't love this movie Let me tell you about my experience watching Sausage Party Uh, By the way I don't think I mentioned uh, you and Jonathan on the Rick and Morty script. Yeah. But you mentioned, I think people could put it together. Sorry. Um, No, Yeah, that was me and Jonathan. Sausage party is you and Chris. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was excited to see this movie. I knew what I was getting into. And me and my friend, mind you, this is like a 2016 movie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm in Bible college at the time. (laughs) That's
3: amazing. Do you like get kicked out just for like purchasing a ticket?
2: Well, I went with one friend and um we went to the like the local theater in town and um we saw the movie and we laughed our asses off. The mo- the credits start rolling and we look at each other and we're like, "We will tell nobody where we were tonight <laughs> 100%." Yeah, that's fair. Cuz it is one of those, "Look, I I laughed a lot," right? But I understand why you hate this movie Mm -hmm. and i agree with you on every point too it (laughs) is offensive and it is like racist and it is like sexist it is overly vulgar it has a lot of there's there's the whole like afterlife thing that it's ripping on uh Mm. look i understand it is a very very problematic movie that i laughed a lot at so I am not defending Sausage Party mm-hmm. at all. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to defend it at all. And the sins video just. And look, I laughed a lot, but man, maybe only thirty percent of the jokes land right because oh, there it, is so it's much. shot. So, yeah,
3: it, there's so many. Um, yeah, j- attempts.
2: Like, I, look, I like like the the D Day homage. I thought that was really funny. Like with the flower falling out of oh, the car, the
3: saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thingy? yeah, 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 no, totally. Agree.
2: Like, that, like that worked for me. I thought that was funny. I laughed a lot during the orgy scene because I was like, "Oh, is this movie really going?" It is okay. <laughs> it's doing um, it, and then it just happens, and you are like, "All right, this is." Look, half the people listening to me are like, "Thank God he's only got two more weeks left." <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think
3: Sausage Party does exactly what it's supposed, what it intended to do. I don't yes. think it was a misfire. I don't think they set out to do something and then missed the mark. I think it is exactly the movie it, want, it, it wanted to be. I just think it didn't work hard enough to be funny or like I love this concept but yeah mm, it's not subtle enough with it and I know it's not supposed to be subtle right. but like the whole lavash and sammy bagel junior thing yeah that's the the stuff that's just too on the nose it's just yeah. okay we know exactly what you're doing here it's not very sensitive either. like you could have done a Rick and Morty for example and kept that as like totally different foods that Still represent what you want to represent, but you're not hitting the nail on the head. Like you're literally calling them exactly what they are. It feels like it's missing the subtlety of what's satire, and because it
2: feels like it's meant to be a satire, but it's Man, it's just it's. it's I not. don't get that at all. No, like, it, and I think it's because if it is trying, it is doing such a poor job at being satire. Like, it, yeah. To exactly. me, I thought this is Seth Rogen and his friends got high and thought of just what is the f- funniest, most because they're they're like we're making an adult animated movie they wanted to make the most adult thing ever you know Mm -hmm. so like i like i'm not defending the movie i'm just saying i laughed a lot but even laughing a lot i maybe only laugh at 30 percent of the things because there is more overwhelmingly cringe than there is laugh i own a copy of this movie but it's only because i got like a three dollar blu-ray family video and you know what i watch it maybe once every five years
3: well yeah and when you press the button it like makes that squelching noise that happens at the end
2: (laughs) (laughs) i laugh and i and i feel guilty then i take a shower and i move on you know yep that's Um, fair a mental shower yep and Um, that's totally fine but yeah i I, i'm not not saying it's a good movie i'm not even saying i like it i'm saying that yeah i'm not i'm not going to disagree with your hatred for this you're allowed to like
3: terrible things (laughs)
2: We should get to the video anyway. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear us saying everything that YouTube comments are already saying. Yep. <laughs> the corn starts singing, and I don't think there was enough good, a good enough warning to tell me how many drugs to take before watching this. Granted, this is still a raunchy animated set gr- <laughs> movie about grocery item, grocery store items featuring Seth Rogen. But you know what? That's plenty enough warning for how many drugs I was supposed to take. <laughs> we should have known. We should have known yeah. at this point. You'll just have to trust me when I say the accents are 1000% more offensive than you'd, you'd expect, while also being in the bottom 1% of things most likely to offend you in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that would be like the bar was set. I was like, oh, okay. The German sauerkraut, the English,
3: the, uh-huh. the French stereotype, everything. Nope, that's just the tip of the iceberg, my friend.
2: <laughs> Man, this this one here might be sin of the week, uh, but the, the narrator <laughs> the narrator points out all the different ways that the, sa- the sauerkraut, body, uh, sauerkraut bottle is like symbolic of the uh, of the ss of the nazi party because mm-hmm. like it's got the ss and the sauerkraut and it's got like, they the went to so, much and, effort. like so much effort to, to like actually detailed make it look like like nazi propaganda that it says this item would be unmarketable in every i mean almost every state
3: <laughs> i hesitated so much on that one because i i i preempted the comment sometimes i'll just leave it in there and if it gets caught out as being too offensive, then somebody will comment on it. But this one I preempted, and I was like, "Chris, Jeremy, I'm English. Is that too much? Like, is that too harsh? Because I mean, we're not naming any states, but if you know, you know." And they were just like, "No, that's perfect. Just do it." And to be fair, no one in the comments has said, "Oh, that's that's offensive or whatever." They're just they love it. They almost every state because nobody nobody thinks it's their state. Right. everyone's going to be pointing the finger at a different state um, right. which is that's why i think it works
2: <laughs> and that's that's hilarious where it's like yeah even even if let's say 50% of americans believe it's this one or two or three states mm. those three states believe it's completely uh-huh. you're right nobody exactly. believes it's their state and even exactly. if it is even if there is like an obvious one state like that one state is like <laughs> hawaii like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: These guys are talking about Canada. I was like, mm, uh, okay,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's
3: um, yeah, I, w- I was really happy with that one. That's and that's the real thing I want to point out is that it's sad that that isn't as much of a joke as we would like it to be.
2: <laughs> oh shit! I really needed that douche. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which of this movie's five writers came up with that one. <laughs> it is crazy. Like
3: this is the this is my like Chris wrote this one, but I wrote one about the the song. And it was like I wonder which one of the five writers wrote the uh, "exterminate the juice" line in the yep. song. And it's my go-to thing whenever we sin, like a Will Ferrell, uh, uh, Will Ferrell, a Judd Apatow. towel, I'm getting all of the names wrong. Any of those movies, I'm I always lean on the. These are talented people that make me laugh in other yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. So why am I not laughing now? And why aren't they? Because they don't have to try hard in some of these. It can just be, hey, everyone turn up, be drunk, say shit and fuck, and mm-hmm. you got yourself a movie. And I just, yeah. I want more from them. I, I like it when they make me laugh. Well,
2: and, and the other, I mean, the other thing too that's so disappointing about this movie is that, yeah, like this is Seth Rogen and Adam Goldberg and Edward Norton and Bill Hader. I mean, not all of them writing, but like, what, Salma Hayek, Kristen Wiig, like, how Hel- yeah. uh, Michael Sarah Jonah Hill hilarious people Nick My Kroll God. as the du- as the douche incredible yeah incredible cast some no of the script. funniest people out there and it's just like not not at any point did Edward Norton think mm. I don't know they they must have known what they were getting into I yeah um <laughs> this weenie would be amazing at sending sending movies with the other weenies on our team <laughs> so oh. that came from Chris so when your boss says that and you're reading it I just reply hey. But fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pulled some comments from YouTube. Uh, Scat says, there's no way in hell this movie hasn't been seen before. Which led me to question, like, is there a reason this came out?
3: No, it was just, it's on the list of films that we should have done by now, but haven't. Um, from Chris. And we just did it. And the last couple of months, he said that that's happening a lot. Like, a lot of people yeah. in the Discord and on YouTube are like, hey... I'm certain this movie has been sinned before, and we've dubbed it the "Hey, we've been around for ten years" effect. <laughs> like, there's a point where, like, you're just going to assume that we've done every movie because it's been if, two, if you'd two asked me a week two for, like, weeks ago, yes years. or no,
2: have you guys done Sausage Party? I would have said yeah.
3: When I, I, whenever I look at the schedule, I'm exactly the same. Like, there are movies that I'm like, you're lying. You have seen this movie, and we're, we're done
2: with the ten-year resins, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah exactly. But no. It's just going to yeah. be this Mandala effect where we assume we've already done it. Uh, Brad says, this is one of those movies Cinemasins could have simply uploaded the entire film and just let it roll without commentary and call it a day.
3: Well, oh, it was tempting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 28 minute video. It would have been a damn slight quicker to do it's that. It's a
2: 28 minute video that already <laughs> doesn't have the orgy in it, which is like 10 minutes of the right? time. We time. We couldn't do it. The Commentator Dragon. It's hard to believe that this movie is still getting its own TV series called it's Sausage Party Foodtopia in 2024. Yeah. So look forward to that on TV Sins.
3: Oh, I I will insist that we do not sin it. Um, <laughs> but I had no idea this was coming until the YouTube comments. I didn't realize this was a thing a thing at all. I'm baffled that
2: it is. I think I remember getting announced, but it was one of those where it's like, it's just getting announced with a bunch of other stuff and it flies under the radar. And is any, does anybody care? Uh, and then yeah. my favorite comment of the week, Zim says, unironically, the best part of this movie is the fact that it supports audio description, absolute deadpan delivery, and when it comes to that scene, cocktail mixers flash meatloaf, bacon rubs, Roquefort ro- 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 cheese, and then smells his finger. It's just... It's Prime insane. Video supports audio description. <laughs> I want to watch brilliant. this movie that way so bad.
3: Some poor person had to do all of that, and they're just like, okay, this is my <laughs> life now. Ugh. Uh. I guess it's no stranger than us dissecting every single frame of this movie to find stuff to talk about.
2: True. Uh, Let's move on to Wednesday's video then. Uh, She Hulk, uh, one by three. Uh, Jonathan and Danae writing on this one. Mm -hmm. Let's see. The sin, as always, is the office.
3: (laughs) I have a feeling Danae wrote that.
2: (laughs) Me too. That's part of the reason why I wrote it down because I was doing prep. (laughs) It's like Danae.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Or Jonathan knew that Danae was on the script and wrote it on her behalf. More than likely.
2: (laughs) That's all right. Denny's in good company because I think The Office is overrated. I don't hate it as much as her, but I certainly don't like it.
3: I I love it, but that's fine. That's fine. I'm used to being the only right person in this conversation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, Sausage Party is great, but The Office terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see this. <laughs> this must mean he's a super ability to recreate Crocs from thin air, and that is truly an abomination. <laughs> Agree i'd agree and that random as guardian weapon thieves survived this which is good because i don't want she hulk to be a murderer at least i don't think so i mean maybe i no 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 definitely don't want she hulk to be a murderer
3: that's one of those sins. it's just like do i do no i don't but i kind of do but i don't but i kind of do yeah i would bet money that she wrote that one
2: what i think this is a really interesting point because like I'm totally fine having some heroes that kill. I think that's really interesting. Like I'm tired of every project like leading into like there there are some projects that should wrestle with that, right? But between Daredevil and Batman, we got it all covered. Like wrestling mm-hmm. with uh, is killing bad. Yeah. I'm so ready for Blade just to see Blade kill <laughs> vampires. Like yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things where it just felt like we collectively decided that if superheroes are to be heroes that they can't kill anybody and it's like look sometimes you just need to kill joker right or some like but like then uh, that's but then that's the whole point of the killing joke is that like you know yeah batman's just one snap away from being the joker and it's like like it's so nuanced but like every i just kind of want the boys every now and then you know yeah (laughs) just unadulterated I want, I want Captain America to take somebody's head off with the shield every now and then. Yeah, let's do it. It would happen, even accidentally. I'm not saying he has to be a a total murderer all the time, but I'm just saying, like, I want Ben Affleck Batman every now and then. Aaron Schweitz are condoning superheroes murdering mortals. Only (laughs) look, it's clearly a fake universe, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, like that's the thing is they're not trying to be set in our universe. So, like, I don't care. Like, I'm that makes it okay. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean it's kind of what they're doing with Black Adam, or would have been doing, because he just murders people. He's like he sh- he doesn't care.
2: I'm sure they would have eventually turned him into a good guy. You know, he can't kill people anymore. Uh huh. Yeah, redefine that balance of power.
3: Uh, I-, I had surviving nine years in retail. Um, because as someone who survived fifteen years in retail, I hard agree. Mm-hmm. What a yeah, retail sucks. I'm sorry for anybody still out there.
2: <laughs> just oh, read also- the other one you have.
3: Yeah, I do not know what kombucha is, or whether it is or is not made in the toilet. So I was guessing
2: you might be able to help me out with this one. Oh, do you know what a kombucha Uh, is? uh, It's a tea. Oh, okay, okay. It's a fermented, lightly effervescent, sweetened black tea drink that is commonly presumed for consumed for purported health benefits. I was like, I know, like. In my in my city, because I, you know, University of Iowa is here, there is a large like international population. So like bubble tea is huge in mm. my city. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I ferment alcohol. Like not <laughs> kombucha is typically na. But now, like every time that kombucha's got to be mentioned, I, I want a glass onion outtake of that's hard kombucha. That's Jared Leto's <laughs> hard kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Oh man! Every These time kombucha so is mentioned, so I
2: want that. Yeah, Hard kombucha. <laughs> and the the way he said like, that's Jared Leto's hard kombucha. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fermented tea, essentially. Um, Amazing. Um, uh, let's see. Leonardo on YouTube says, "When I watched, uh, when I first watched this episode, I honest, I honestly believed Megan the Stallion was a fictional character created to parody the likes of Kim Kardashian."
3: <laughs> I mean, I. It's it is beyond me as well. Like I had heard of her, but I'm not going to pretend to know like her music or anything. Like I am so out of the loop with with popular popular music.
2: Was she the all about that bass? No, that was Uh, that
3: was. um, This is going to be great, Megan Trainer.
2: Yes, you're right. She's married to the kid from Spy Kids now. Uh, What Megan Trainer is? Yeah, Junie from Spy Kids. They're married. Huh anyway uh anyway, yeah, I, yeah megan Thee stallion is one of those that like i i don't know their i don't know the music i don't know it's not my kind of music but i am on tiktok so yeah i see <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah there's a sounds all the time or whatever uh-huh. uh that's all i had for this video it looks like danae sent in some notes
3: yeah I has some general thoughts about she-hulk um she said in general at this point in the show i don't know what i'm having fun with um, it seems confused about what it's doing and I'm confused about what it's doing. I enjoyed writing with my partners and was impressed with their confidence to point out some things wrong with the letter of the law. Me too! I was, I, I think it was still general enough that we get away with it, but yeah, they were, that was Um. it's always tricky to comment on legal stuff, because we don't have that knowledge and that's not what we're here for. But no, I really, really agree with Danae's thoughts. Like, I think, especially the middle of the series was a little bit mixed with what it was going for, with like felt like it slipped into the female protagonist has to find a man has to find a date and it's all about finding the balance between being a career woman and having a social life as well and i don't know if it was deliberate if it meant to do that if it wanted to do that i enjoyed it much more when it's being meta and fourth wall breaking and bucking those stereotypes rather than playing in them so i got a little bit lost in the middle of the show for sure
1: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
2: Star Trek Generations, you ready to do it? Let's do it. Let's go.
1: Best movie of the week.
2: You and Daniel writing on this one. Really? This man. Come on, bring it. Have you even seen this movie? No, I've only seen the Kelvin timeline of Star Star Trek stuff. I'm not a Trekkie. Good. I've seen the Kelvin timeline and the first season of Lower Decks. Okay, cool. And that's it. Keep it that and, way. Stay off my bridge. Look, it's too much of a time commitment. Same with Doctor Who. Like, I'm never actually going to do yeah. it. But if I were to do Star Trek stuff, I would, I would just do Next Generation, and that would be it. Because like yep. that show is wildly revered and is is long, and yeah. everybody loves um,
3: Picard. I would recommend that. That's where I. That's where I've landed on people starting. You should start with TNG. And give it three seasons before you give up.
2: <laughs> yeah, and if you really want to do more, do it. But also, like, you're watching the best out there, so. Yeah, you are, for sure. Yeah, I, I've i never seen this movie. I don't know, it just... It, and I think even the Sins video po- points it out where it's just, like, Shatner wanted to come back. And so they were just like, all right, well, we'll let you get away with this stupid stuff. And just none None of this video interest, interested me in exploring, again, anything more, especially on the movie side. I don't know, like, general rule of thumb is odd movies are bad, even movies are good. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this falls into that, but it didn't make me want to do anything.
3: This is an odd-numbered movie. Um, so this is number seven, technically. Um, so it would fall into the odd is bad. But I think Generations kind of breaks that rule for me. But I love all of the TNG movies. I can't, I can't i can't pretend to be impartial i love all of them this is definitely a two-parter episode that they turned into a movie it's it's Mm. it's not really a movie you can just go in and watch you would be missing so so much context um it wouldn't make any sense to you at all and it's interesting the direction they took with some of it like it's i think it's better if kirk isn't in it Um, he definitely feels shoehorned in all of all of the way shoehorned in the way they kill him off at the beginning of the film in his own time is great that's fine let him die let that be it it's just a cold open that doesn't relate back to the rest of the movie and i'm happy with that but yeah jonathan hates generations he despises this movie so it would have been really interesting if he was writing with me because i had five sin removals in my script originally <laughs> and they wouldn't let me keep them all which was fair so i think i kept my two favorites but i think daniel was a bit more lukewarm on this one but so he was more like the balancing factor on my gushing about how much i love it but yeah i i have a blind spot for these movies i love these actors i love this crew um they can do anything they want the enterprise crash landing sequence is incredible a feat of practical effects yeah i love it and uh uh malcolm mc malcolm mcdowell yep he's a he's an awesome bad guy he's just, his line delivery is so intense at every moment i love him
2: into the sins video uh william shatner overselling this turbul- turbulence because he didn't have any dialogue to butcher <laughs> That's So That's mean, brilliant it's so mean i love
3: it he has to oversell something
2: Guinan forgets that Picard is at least part English and could therefore never be happy in a place where he had nothing to <laughs> complain about.
3: <laughs> I
2: resemble that scene. Did you write it? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, was like, I, I was like, I figured. Ian's <laughs> on the script. It's a dig it at, at, at English people being upset at everything all the time. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's here. great. We what? could
3: never be happy. We could never, ever be happy.
2: Uh, time has no meaning there. Soran goes to all this trouble searching for an experience he could easily find in. <laughs> Let's see what have we got here this week. Ohio. I just. <laughs> I love the pause where it's like, all right, check the list, what's next on the...
3: <laughs> it's kind of to prove that there is no harm intended. Like, we literally just pick these states at random, um, other than Delaware. But yeah. <laughs> it is
2: just like, hey, what's the what's the state of the week this week to insult? Uh, it was fun. Well, I'm glad somebody thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure you're going to talk about it more, but just the going on multiple times about why it makes no sense for Picard to travel back only right before the missile launched as opposed to like a week. You know, all the different ways that (sighs) could have, I'm sure that, look, this would make me so mad. It breaks the movie in so,
3: so many ways. I know that the, um, one of the comments, we're going to talk about it in a minute. So I'll, I'll save it until then. But it is my biggest flaw with the movie that takes me out of the movie every time because it's so big. Yeah, it it winds me up. But there are a couple of things I really enjoyed having the chance to to see in this movie. That champagne uh-huh. bottle at the beginning that smashes against the Enterprise B has always annoyed me because <laughs> it's the CGI just wasn't quite there yet. And then just also who's throwing the damn thing? Why are we still doing this? <laughs> like, who is throwing it? Like you, you're either launching it with some kind of mechanism or you're chucking it out of a window and you've got somebody in an EV suit for this really bizarre old um, ritual that we still do and it's just in space it's so not practical it's just not a good idea it always this is going to be something for the trek nerds it always annoyed me that Guinan never warned the federation about the borg because the reason Guinan and soren are on that ship is because they've been made refugees by the borg which <laughs> if that happened a hundred years ago she just sat on that information until picard asks her about the borg 80 years later and she's like oh yeah they're terrible you should stay the fuck away <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have given them a hundred-year head start on what the Borg are. So just a little plot hole that never, never gets reconciled. Um, in terms of the Sins, Daniel wrote a great one. Pretending to be the captain of a boat in your free time away from your job as the captain of a space boat, and it's just funny that the crew is the plays the crew of another Enterprise while giving Worf the the promotion. But yeah, it's I love the way that he worded that um this was another one for the fans this is the only version of the enterprise that deanna does not crash while at the helm so she pilots the enterprise into the planet and then two films later she crashes the new enterprise into another (laughs) ship and it's the only two times we see her at the helm and both times she wrecks it into something it's just i don't know if it was deliberate or um or it's just how it happened, but it's it's beautiful. I'm hoping for some redemption in Picard season three, where she pilots a ship and doesn't crash it. <laughs> um, and I love the math that went into this one. Um, it's wild to me that if you pick a random Star Trek movie from before 2009, there is a 40% chance you'll get one that contains a ship of pissed off rogue Klingons chasing down the Enterprise and a further twenty percent chance that they're also looking for a super dangerous weapon. It's just—it's insane how much that idea has been recycled in the Star Trek movies. That you can—you can percentage it. There's a lot of fun.
2: That's amazing. Let's let's talk about the theory then. Let's talk about the comments. Mm. Baldoran says uh, one theory I've heard for Picard only going back a few minutes was so that if he and Kirk failed, they'd be pulled into the nexus and could just try again. And again and again, if necessary. And look, I don't know how this works, so I don't know. But you're a Star Trek nerd. What do you think? It's You're absolutely right. But you can still do that anyway, right? If you go
3: even further back in time, you still have that as your last resort option. You're starting with the last resort. Wait, yeah, you can keep replaying, replaying, replaying. But what happens if something happens and they both die? And them dying means they don't get into the Nexus. Like, what if there's a permutation where it doesn't work? the big, big, big thing for me is that Captain Picard's family died in a fire at the start of this film. So he is also choosing to not go back in time to save them. Like he can pick any point that he wants. And I know he probably doesn't want to mess with the timeline, but I am... 100% certain he should have been saving his family there because anything (laughs) you do is messing with the timeline. Anything that stops Soren. So why not just save save your family as well? And if you don't want to save the family, save the Enterprise. Go back in time and stop the Enterprise from blowing up because at that point, he doesn't know that anyone has survived. He only knows that the ship has crashed. So fortunately, like they say at the end, the casualties on the Enterprise were like, how about no casualties at all just by coming back (laughs) 10 minutes earlier and warning them there is just i cannot think of a logical reason why they would return to that exact moment um especially considering the uphill battle that you see them have it's like you didn't gain any advantage you still nearly lost it's yeah it's insane to me and it just it does take me out
2: of the movie okay
3: which is why it was so cathartic to sin this movie. I loved it. <laughs> Finally, I can air my frustrations.
2: Uh, anything else from this video?
3: Um, no, other than we wrote it eight months ago. Like It's one of those <laughs> videos that took so <laughs> long to release. Because there's not a huge amount to tentpole it with other than Picard. It was just like, write it, and then just gone for eight months out of my brain. But no, it's, it's so fun to get into sinning the next generation and... Lots of people in the comments were like,
2: finally, we're getting to the TNG movies. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, that's I, I love it.
2: More to come. On to Friday's video, commercial sins. Verizon, the cable guy. Mm. It looks like this was Jonathan. Uh, right, correct, three it Three weeks in a row for Jonathan. It runs my business. Runs your business. We seem to be getting into some AI territory here, and maybe that will be cool for a minute, but then all of a sudden it's Terminator Genesis and as audience audiences duly noted in 2015, no one wants that shit.
3: Hey. I like Genesis.
2: Me too. It's fine. It's great. It's good. It's fine. I like it. I like it's okay. It. It's better it's... than three. It, it, eh. <laughs> I like three. Yeah, no, I like three as well. But I, yeah. Salvation's fine, and you know what we need I, to I do. I really didn't like dark, dark Fate. I loved Dark
3: Fate. Oh, <laughs> loved it. That retcon at the beginning was incredible. I just what I wish from every Terminator film is that we would stop comparing it to T two. I wish James Cameron would sure. stop saying. This is the best movie since T2. Like, this is the true sequel. Stop it. It's like Halloween. Like, this is the best one since the original. Every time it comes out. And it's like, I'm not expecting it to be. I just want you to tell a story in this world that makes
2: sense. I just want it to be better than Halloween Resurrection, you know? <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, Halloween ends and Halloween kills. I just I want it to be better than those movies.
2: I kind of like those too. Uh, you do? No, no, no. no. I don't think we need you. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have fucking called him in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just it's a it... running joke of like, if you didn't, like, he, oh, cable man. guy only shows up when you call them. Like. Right. It's a broken premise
3: to begin with because we don't need the cable guy anymore. That's, that's the whole point. But yeah. I, <laughs> getting it, getting this happy about a box shaped doohickey, um, yep. that was amazing. And I just like the, ah, the price is the price. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, it's so obviously never the case when you're dealing with cable companies the price is never the price there's almost always something some bullshit or else we would never
2: need to switch companies we would just be able to stay put but no we can't well that'll do it for the content of this week so let's move on to behind the sinner so tell me about
0: yourself we're all sinners every one of us
1: and what happens to
0: sinners get to know each other better you know see daddy sinners have soul too the information it's too much Walk away, March. Just walk away.
2: Ian, you were on last week, uh so we got a chance to ask you all the everything Ever All at once videos. But mm-hmm. Danae still did uh, some prep stuff to send it to you, so She did. Um not in your Danae voice. Um, we're just gonna <laughs> let you be the uh the um the surrogate for her today, uh to get to ask all the questions. What
3: are you trying to say about my Dene voice? Did you not did you not like it?
2: Oh, I loved it. I just think I, I can't bear any more of it because um, this podcast can't, good. can't be too much fun. Yeah, yeah, ah, um, got it. <laughs> good, good save,
3: nicely done. Um, let's have a look. So, da, 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 Danae says, "Yeah, she her favorite thing about the video was working with with Iris uh, to do her narration for the sin because obviously Iris um, is five and." doesn't understand like what what cinema scenes is thank goodness um she knows what <laughs> youtube is but didn't didn't understand entirely what she was doing she just knew that she had to say these lines and it is adorable so i've uh, danae has sent me the outtakes for that session it's a couple of minutes long so i'll, I'll send it to you aaron and you can chop it up and put it in the oh, in the yes. outtakes for some yes or, or whatever you like but a lot it's just it's iris just like what am i gonna say and then she goes on to like talk about and another thing that she wanted to talk about so it is incredibly adorable she loved it so much it's so so good and then yeah she was the the meowing cat as well and she was very very proud of her meows and her growls in particular so yeah they they the, the cat was cast perfectly and yeah she echoed the same thought she thought that the the guys did such a great job putting the video together and it's nice to see everybody Comment on it as like the founding, the culmination of all of like the Cinema Sins videos is like super duper appropriate for it, mm-hmm. for it to be this. So it's the most adorable part of the video. Iris's line is so good. You're making a muckwee, a citizen cane. It's great. love it.
2: Uh, uh, Ian, I will give you the choice. Since you were on last week, uh, this would put you on another one. Do you want to do a game of Three Sins and a Lie or do you want to not be, do you want to be spared of your embarrassment?
3: No, let's do it because I won last week, so I'm, I'm going to win again.
2: Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess up one of them this week. <laughs> you screwed Joseph, up two, to be honest. Joseph did like DM me and he's like, "Hey, don't worry about it." You dick. <laughs> <laughs> you, the happening or Titanic. Oh, Titanic. All right. The way this game works is I have four sins here. Three of them are in the video. One of them is Joseph Ritt, R- wrote to try to throw you guys off. So you have to guess which one you think Joseph wrote that is not in the video. Here we go. Sin number one. Actually, Rose, her friends call her Maggie and not Molly. She was only known as Molly after her death. Sin number two. How did she get the number to the ship? Google didn't exist yet, and I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar that asking the operator to connect you to, the, uh, to any vessel out at sea would get you nothing more than silence and a click. Sin number three. Experience the extraordinary detail in, and rich history of the Titanic, but only after you spend 21 minutes really getting to know the modern-day assholes trying to get rich off of it. And sin so number four, this notion of her heaven is romantic and all, but I'm glad she's she gets to spend eternity here with all these people, but what about her family? Like, she has a granddaughter, so at some point she was probably married, at least having sex, and had at least one child, maybe more. All of which suggests that there might be at least a few non-jack people in her 101-year life that might be important enough for her too, right? I mean, where are those people? Are they on E-Deck?
0: Hmm.
3: I'm going to really wild and pick number one. It's the okay.
2: fake. You think number one is the actually Rose, her friends call her Maggie, not Molly. She was only yeah. known as Molly after death. That would be incorrect. Okay. The correct one is, how does she get the number to the ship? Google didn't exist yet. Yada, yada, yada.
3: Oh, interesting. Interesting. I was trying to like, I was trying to metagame it and just think maybe he's going for something really simple that has like little personality and sticking that Mm. in rather than picking something that's like a real sin. Well, Joseph is a huge Titanic buff. Yeah, he's watched that movie like a bajillion times. We've yeah. seen
2: like all the Titanic movies that have ever existed. So like huge, huge history person there. So I was like, this would be really fun. I would have guessed that one too, because that would be a like something that a Titanic buff would have known. So I could just cut this whole thing and we could just go back to you saying, no, nah, one last week, I want to ride my high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that'll take us to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and
0: beyond somewhere beyond my wild history
1: to boldly go where no man has gone before
2: ian that's what is that one thing that you want to quickly recommend warn or record one?
3: Mm. i want to recommend with a caveat <laughs> ozark which is a netflix tv show that i'm way mm-hmm. behind the the times on um mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's a big recommend. Like if you love the Breaking Bad style of TV show where you've got like the kind of middle America family tries to do drugs, not do drugs,
2: but does like <laughs> money laundering and works for a drug cartel. It's No great. no, I want middle American family tries to do drugs.
3: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's it's incredible. It's really really great. Jason Bateman is one no sociopathic deadpan delivery on everything and it's somehow really comforting and really Mm. reassuring (laughs) because nine times out of ten he has his ducks in a row he's very particular and he just gets shit done and he's just so confident with it and the surrounding cast is incredible as well it's a good level of edge of your seat but you can still breathe so there's Mm -hmm. some joy to it whereas Breaking Bad was getting to a point where there was no joy in it it was just suspense 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 when is the other foot gonna drop i'm terrified um and the kind of ending reflects that ozark i haven't finished yet i'm halfway through season three and there's four seasons altogether. Mm-hmm. the big caveat i'll say is that whereas breaking bad has an element of luck that plays in the universe but most of it is walter white's skill and intelligence and cunning and he's like scheming to get out of situations Ozark is like 85% luck like there is so so much that relies on a random death more than once a stroke of luck or a character just simply changing their mind with no discernible reason they just agree to go along with something or decide something isn't important anymore or they're just buried like something that you think is going to be a problem just ends up being like he'll literally say I've dealt with them But dealt with it off screen so that's where i there is a trade-off whereas breaking bad is like really meticulous ozark is much more it's 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 kind of less intimidating but the the trade-off is that it might be a little bit soapy and a little bit you gotta let your ex machinas kind of fly because the way they survive is very interesting. But that may all change in season four. I don't know. But it's definitely, for TV shows, it's a big recommend for me. I, I can't imagine you watching it and being disappointed.
2: Have you seen it? No, it's been on the queue for a while. But mm-hmm. I think it was on the queue and then they took it off because there's too many shows on the queue. And It's I'm worthwhile. It it's right Jason Bateman on his own is just incredible. I love me some Jason Bateman. Oh, so good. I will talk about a video game, since that's what I've been spending most of my time with. Um, So I think I've mentioned on this show before, I'd recently got a PS5, and so that is upstairs, and I'm going to move my PS3 downstairs, but I'm trying to play all my games on my PS3, because that's the bigger, better TV, before I move it downstairs. And so I am trying to play through all my catalog that I have, which is not terribly extensive it's pretty Mm -hmm. much only things that you like can't buy on modern consoles but games that i loved or ps3 exclusives that i never got around to because i didn't have a ps3 at xbox 360 so Mm -hmm. resistance and your god of war and things like that but then also like things that you like just can't get anymore because of licensing like like uh like those mid-2000s 007 games yes the quick sidebar so anyway so the game that i'm recommending uh, really two games it's honestly these are the games that made me want to get a last gen console again mm. um these are the ones that like I, I i was looking at buying an xbox 360 or a ps3 because i really wanted to play these two games yeah and i went with the ps3 so i could also play the exclusives it is transformers war and fall of cybertron War for cybertron fall of cybertron Amazing. have you played these games
3: i haven't but i so i this would be the peak time that i worked at toys r us and i worked on the the multimedia department which <laughs> i don't know what we'd call it nowadays but it was where like the the consoles and stuff were sold and the yeah. transformer game tie-ins were always great they were always really really solid yeah. games they weren't like the the iron man tie-ins or the flushed away or whatever like cartoon yeah. tie-ins yeah. they were always a bit naff but the transformers games were always solid
2: well so even like I, I've, been, I've been playing some of the transformers movie tie-in games as well for this and they're fine they're yeah. okay they're totally serviceable They're destination go from point a to point b and shoot things along the way yeah but transformers war for cybertron to follow cybertron their prequels i i think they they're not meant to connect to the movie universe but i see Probably no not. reason why they can't yeah they're so good that they- the first one takes place exclusively on cybertron and the second one is about like essentially they lose like you play as the auto you play as the autobots and decepticons and nice you follow them as they Lose the war, the Autobots, uh, mm-hmm. or lose the battle. You know, they're really great third-person shooters that are mostly shooters than anything. But they're they've got a great like style to them, really great control mechanics, really interesting character abilities and things like that. I remember I used to play the multiplayer in this game a lot, and I was good at it. Uh, <laughs> had some really awesome multiplayer. Nice. Uh, look, these games are awesome. You can't find them anymore. Like, you can't buy them on the store because Activision lost the rights. It was Activision and High Noon Studios. They lost the rights to Transformers, so they can't make them anymore. But if you have a PS3 or an Xbox 360, even if you aren't a Transformers fan, grab these games. They're so good. Uh, And I think you can, like, find PC discs. So, obviously, they're expensive. I mean, if you have a disc
3: drive anymore, a lot of PCs don't even have a disc drive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, anyway, just Transformers, War for Cybertron, full of Cybertron. They are... Awesome, nice. Well, that'll do it this week. Short episode this week, but we didn't have to do the whole "What do you think of she hole because we talked about that last week. And "What do you think of Rick and Morty?" because we've talked yeah. about it. So, uh, short episodes every now and then are great. uh Thanks again to Danae for hanging out this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <Awesome>. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again to Ian for hanging yeah. out, for subbing in yeah. last minute. Happy yeah, to. I appreciate there. your time. Anywhere that you want to send people, uh, maybe to talk about the golden eye. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, or... usual places. Um, at Witsend on Twitter, W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. Talk to me about yeah, how rubbish Goldeneye is on the Switch. Um, talk to me about Picard season three as well, because that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And join us on Captain's Pod for that as well, wherever you podcast. Mm-hmm.
2: And you can follow me on Twitter, Letterbox at Schweik Castle. Um, Any feedback for the show, you can send that to BTS at CinemaSins.com or DM the BTS Twitter at CinemaSins. Ideas that you want to hear in Season 4, um, send that along as well. Um, things that you want to stay from Season 3 into Season 4. Just what any thoughts that you have on the show, um, what it has been or what you want it to be, send that. We would appreciate any feedback you guys have. And lastly, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening from and come back next Thursday for more Behind the Sins content
3: behind the scenes.
2: thanks for listening send any feedback to
1: bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts
2: cause it's so fucking cold oh man, you just sounded like Roy Kent there oh <laughs> from um, Ted Lasso? uh huh
3: it was in the boys as well, and I think I used a C word, and I think his exact note was, come on now, can we use something else? <laughs> and I was like, we absolutely can. It's just nice to know where you draw the line. I was like, Ian, when do, when do, you, when do you sleep? I get a good three hours. <laughs> like... He's barely a dog. Hang on, come up here.
2: And you're still struggling to lift him. <laughs> Hi, buddy! <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Hey, buddy! I love the way that, like, his fur <laughs> off of his um, nose, it, like, he's got kind of a Poirot stash. Going he
3: up. does. He does. He's a Poirot dog.
2: <laughs> he's so tiny
3: and so pathetic.
2: Don't you think Indiana Jones wishes they could retcon the worst Indiana Jones movie, Temple of Doom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's out of the three movies, that's definitely the worst one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, move on to Behind the Sinner then. Uh, Mm I better transition something that allows me to action.
0: Hello. Perfect. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. You're going to say, this movie is making. This movie is making. A mockery. A mockery. Of Citizen Kane. A Citizen Kane. This movie is making a mockery of Citizen Kane. Do you want to say? Perfect. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello, everyone. I love you so much. Okay, I sorry. hope you have... Today, oh, everyone, hello, hello, everyone, oh, yeah, hello, 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 everyone, oh, yeah, hello, 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 everyone, oh, yeah, 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 let's go! You have to get ready for school. Hi, I... <laughs> everyone. Okay, 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 say goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Did I get it right? You got it. Right. So many times. I've got so many takes now.
1: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.